<laughs> Buckle up, fuckers. You're going to die when this fucking thing. Look at, look at our setups and watch this. You got anticipation. It's in your face. It's this is great. <laughs> David. The grandpa chair. Let's, okay. just, bring, let's just break down the room. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hit your unmute button. You're, you're muted. You're muted, Donnie. Unmuted. Unmute him, man. <laughs> Don't. It doesn't. I can't unmute him. He doesn't know he's muted. Oh, now you're unmuted. Ah, oh, he just. There you go. <laughs> oh, your first fucking show, and you can't. And we already practiced. Sorry, man. All right. I'm not really good with this technology. Daniel, son, what are you drinking in the yellow cup? Oh, uh, it's just a little white claw and pink lemonade vodka. Pink lemonade vodka. Yeah, in, in white claws. White claws. Oh, you drink that stuff? I see that. You, we have so much of that stuff at the golf course. People oh, yeah. down that. They like shotgun it. Never drank it. Andy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Miller Lite. Oh, I guess Miller you can't Lite. see it. Miller okay. Lite. Hi, Matthew. I'm uh, on water. I haven't drank in three months. Here's here's your here's your water. Is that your uh, rum and coke? No, that's my Yeti water. This is my, this is my rum and coke. Can we get a shot of this real quick? This is this is a Christmas is that gift. Woody? From, is that Woody? Yeah. So this was a Christmas gift that brought me to tears instantly. Uh, fuck. The lady. <laughs> oh no, we can see it. We, well, we can, can see, it. see his face. That thing is beautiful. Thing when is I awesome. opened that, I was just like, "Thank you so much." So yeah, I figured I'd bring him out tonight. He's got little pictures of my cat. He's a, he'll, you'll hear him, all right? He'll just, meh, 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 he'll just go off. <laughs> oh, shit. Are you all ready right. to do this? Yeah, yeah, let's go, man. All right. Uh, just, uh, I guess what I'm going to do is, all right, Dave, assistant superintendent at Drumlin's Country Club. I'm the, I'm for, I'm the current, current, super, current assistant superintendent at Drumlin's Golf Course in Syracuse, New York. Okay. All right. Cool. Now I'm going to start this baby and I'm going to introduce it as it's a real show and we'll edit all that. I just wanted to get to those little parts down. Now I can introduce you. It may take two tries. So you guys get to watch this brain fucking effort this. Dan gets to yes. see it weekly, but we go into like a fucking quiet mode. I usually take a sip of my drink. Yeah. You usually take a sip of your drink, start the ice. Yeah. The ice clank. And then we go, Welcome, everybody, to episode number 10 of From the Jingweeds. This week, we're going to take a little turn, and we're going to go back east, up north in Syracuse, New York, to Drumlin's Country Club, and we're going to meet up with the assistant superintendent. His name is Dave. His Instagram is hilarious. Got to follow him. He is TurfGuy52. So uh, buckle up and join the ride. This is interview number one, boys. Let's go. <laughs> David, how's yeah, it going? Good evening. good evening. How are you? Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, before we uh, jump right Pleasure. into the conversation, I'm going to uh, jump over to my partner, Dan. Dan, what's going yeah. on? Just couldn't be, couldn't be more excited to get this thing started. This has been looking forward to this since day one, episode one. So. Oh, thanks, yeah. dude. 
And uh, for oh. the first for the first time, we're going to uh, bring Andy, our producer, into the show. So Andy, this is Andy's first ride as well. So we got a big one going on right now. Andy, what's going on back there in what's Nebraska? <laughs> Nebraska, the good old Midwest. What's up, boys? I'll bring the niceness for you, you asshole. <laughs> uh, I was excited to be here. Don't you know? I know a lot about grass, uh, not turf, but I know a lot about grass. So I'm just excited to be here. See nice. what's going. On. I'm nice. It's nice to meet Dave. Heard a lot about this guy. So here we go. Nice. You got. I'm gonna tell you right so now, Dave. I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna cry tonight. All right. I'm just gonna all put right. it out there. Right? That's so, awesome. Hey, man. Hey, whatever you need do. to do. We're excited. I might cry tonight too. So Dave, <laughs> uh, Drumlin's Country Club, Syracuse, New York, Orangeman fan. I take it. I see you paint blue I, and orange all the time. I, I enjoy it. Well, we, the West course, we try to represent the orange the best we can. So the, the pro markers, we paint them in uh, real orange blue. And then the, the forward markers, the orange markers is real orange, orange, right? We have a local company that we deal with that gives us the paint and uh, it's it's the exact colors. So, so that's that's the private side. You have private side and you have public. We do thirty six. Right, we have thirty six holes. The the private side, we the flags, everything is uh, sticks right to drumlins. But um, the public side, we try to give the university a little bit of a shout out, and that's just the the team markers. Okay. So we always make extras because they always get stolen. Oh hell yeah! But um, we we've the gone dickhead, to uh, the dickheads that come from the Midwest. They come up to the Northeast. They find out that it's a pretty yeah. awesome oh, place to hang out. Right? Then they just like, oh, souvenirs. I gotta have a souvenir. When I worked in the, the only Midwest, thing that I know how markers. to do is steal shit. No, when I was kidding. in the Midwest, we had team markers stolen one time. Found the guy the next day. He's wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. So don't. Uh, so we had about three weeks ago. About three weeks ago, I, I came into the shop and we had a, a flag, a white drumlins flag from last season laying in the shop floor. Pete, the boss, says, "You know where this is from?" I said, "No." He goes, "One of the landlords was cleaning out an apartment. And it was found in one of the kids' apartments." So oh, nice. there you go. We got it yeah. back. We don't use the flag anymore, but we'll take the sticks. So and there you go. Yeah. Nice. So. Uh, why don't we learn a little bit about Dave? Let's go back. Let's go back. Much, so, listen, oh, do you care to give us the year yeah, you graduated high school? How much time do you want to give me? Oh, I'll, move it along. Words or less. I'll move it along. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's go do Dave in 10 words college. or less. Yeah, let's go You want to do 10 minutes or less? No, yeah. no, 10 words or less. Dave in 10 words or less. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think All right, so, so you, want to know, you want to know about my, my history with golf and my career in, in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much. Uh, the age of 16, uh, I got introduced to golf by uh, my mother's boyfriend. His, his name was Ron Stoddard. He's now deceased. He, uh, he passed away about, about 16 or 17 years ago. He got me introduced to the game of golf. And this is funny. Uh, at a golf course called Brandingham, which is about 65 miles north of you. And one of the guys on Instagram just uh, posted some pictures the other day of the golf course. And it brought me right back to that's where I started golf. And I just fell in love with it, right? This was a nothing golf course, just a nine hole or 18 hole, just a nothing, but fell in love with it. So 16, 17, get into high school, ninth grade, get on the golf team. Wasn't very good. Mid forties, high forties, low fifties. Hold on. 16 or 17, you were in ninth grade? 
Well, I'm just saying. Just okay. Just just making sure I caught that. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're on the golf team in high school. So is that you know, like how you were introduced to the game? You know. Well, that, that's school? where that's where I really started to enjoy being on the golf course. Okay. Right? So um, graduate high school, go to a local community college for a semester, and I spent a lot of my downtime either skipping class and going to local golf courses and playing or just sitting there waiting for the next class, just doodling in my notebooks, just drawing 18 holes, filling up a whole, a whole page. This whole page would be 18 holes of, of, of golf, right? And just do page after page after page. And then, um, and I, and I just knew I wanted to be on a golf course for the rest of my life. I was never going to be good enough to be on the tour. was never going to be good enough to be a caddy. But I just had to find a way to be on a golf course. I'd state. fucking, I would definitely let you caddy for me, just to let right? you know. Thanks, man. Uh, so going to OCC. Even and, if every uh, read on the green was wrong, I would want Dave on my Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. What am I, what am I Woody, hitting you? Wedge. Dave and Woody on the bag. Yeah, Dave, Dave. Would Woody ride the bag? Oh, God. I took him for a walk around the block a few months ago. Nice. Um, Would he have a so, leash? Uh, well, I have a cat carrier. I just put them around my, my, you know, I just walk around <laughs> the cat carrier. Nice. That uh, is awesome. Um, so no, so back, yeah, let's go back to, let's go back to the golf. Let's cover right. that. We'll cover so, Woody later. Yeah. So I see a commercial for a, a local uh, state school, SUNY Delhi. We have a lot of SUNY schools throughout the state. And one of the main competitors for turf is SUNY Cobalt At least it was back when I was in college. They're big in agriculture, and same was Adela. Big, big on welding, trades, vet, okay. veterinary science, turf, right? Casino so, dealing. Yeah, so, my, my school was casino dealing and medical billing. So at yeah. least you have a couple things that are like almost like growing like turf, you know, right. something farmish. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I said, listen, Mom, I think, I think this is where I want to go. I think this is what I want to do. So we took a tour. And I fell in love with the campus, and that's where I went. So I enrolled in their um, associate's degree program. I got an associate's degree in golf course operations. And, and my, I did three years there. And then my third year, I became an RA, a resident assistant. Oh, and boy. I lived on. Um, Busting all the young kids I, running I needed, around smoking weed and drinking to, beers. Well, yeah, it was. You yeah. stay here all night, right? Dorm police. So, um, so I, the third year, I stayed on for uh, uh, an equipment certificate, right? It was, a, it was a mechanic certificate. I learned how to sweep the shop floor and not catch myself on fire too many times. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I really just wanted to sharpen mower blades. Um, I think I broke an engine once, but I'm not really sure. But the main thing was just to keep the place clean, right? That's what I really paid attention to, and everybody appreciated that. So in the three years at Delhi, I had to do internships, first internship. Um, was at a local private course called Bellevue Country Club. And I'd always loved that country club. When you say, just for myself and I'm sure some other people, when you say local and all these golf courses and everything, is all the Syracuse area? That's correct. Okay. All right. Yep. I'm just trying to see where all of this is I mean, happening. Yeah. Central New York is an oversaturated golf market. We have a lot of private facilities, a lot of uh, public facilities. We're just oversaturated. But I was, I'd just been around Bellevue 
and I was just, I loved the way that it looked, the tight fairways, small greens, small bunkers, just always beautiful looking. I was like, that's, that's where I'm going to go. So that's where I went. And this was 1998. I worked under Dave Southern and um, very, he, he had his very particular way of doing things. I learned a lot that summer. Uh, we had straight line windstorm come through and it snapped pine trees and silver maple trees like they were two bits and ripped the roof off the maintenance facility. So um, they got a brand new maintenance facility out of it and uh, beautiful. It's, it's we're still one of the best in the area. And they had this uh, grass recycling machine that they owed a ton of money. Oh, beautiful. Um, so in the summer that I was there, we walked mowed greens, walked mowed tees. I was, I was the banana champion on greens. Nice. <laughs> Bananas were just, I mean, we're talking crescent moons, right? Crescent moons. Because some bananas can be kind of straight with a little curve. I mean, I'm talking like, what would it be, a yeah. waning gibbous or a waxing, whatever the hell that is? Peronies, of, so peronies yeah. of the greens, more. Yeah, we would basket our fairways. I'm just, you know. And, but at any rate, so that was season one. Um, kept a log, had to take pictures and do a whole diary for that, and got an A on that report. It was, it was great. Nice job. And then second season. I was the second highest graduator of Mundus Institute. That's true. Yeah, well, it's not. Don't give me too many congratulations, all right? There weren't a whole lot of A's in Dave's college or high school <laughs> career, okay? No, there was. I went to school to be a gym teacher. Oh, may I add that I, I, went, to the, I went to the regional market today and bought fresh strawberries, and I cut up some strawberries and put them in here. So, nice. Oh, nice. Is that a little rum and coke? Is that the rum and coke going? Rum and, rum coke, and coke with, with strawberries? With strawberries, yeah. Fresh strawberries. That is a wild move. <laughs> what kind of rum? No, it's, uh, it's Captain Morgan's, man. Captain Morgan. Ooh, spicy rum with yeah. strawberries. I don't care. I don't do. I don't drink. This is the first. This is the first drink I've had in months. So really, gonna, good job. Yeah, nice. Welcome thing. back. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I need back, to do welcome it. Welcome back. Yeah, right. I feel like no. I need to stop boozing. It's no. been three months. No. Don't. So, okay, so season uh, internship number two. I decided I was going to go out of state. A lot of kids were going out of state. You know, kids were going to big name courses. And I was like, you know, I don't want to go to, but I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not throwing it. I don't want to throw, piss anybody off here. Okay. I'm just, this is the way that That's I okay. felt. This is the way I felt looking at my. If you career. feel like you've been put down or you feel pissed off, I say that's the person's problem. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to go, go to a, yeah. I didn't want to go to a facility where I was going to be one of nine interns. Right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have kind of a more of a personal um, relationship with the superintendent, with, with the staff. So I wanted to stay with family. So where, where could I go? Where did I have family that was living in, in the United States? So um, Laurel, Maryland, I had my aunt Anne and my uncle Jeff lived in Laurel, Maryland. So I did some research and, and what courses in that area stuck to the same sort of style that I liked. Tree-lined fairways, tight fairways, small greens, small bunkers. Small greens because I know I'm going to be walk mowing them. Small bunkers because I know I'm going to be hand raking them. And tight fairways because it's just nice, right? I love the tree-lined fairway look. I, I just That's just something that I love. So I'd say I miss that. 
I miss I that looked at, probably um, some of the most about playing golf out here. Yeah. On many trees. Right. Up north. So I looked at uh, Bethesda Country Club. I looked at Columbia Country Club. And I looked at another course that was in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. And I forget the name of that. But I remember the sweet gum trees at that facility. And I'll never forget it. No, thanks. I don't like them. We have one on our facility. And that, thank God we haven't cut that down yet. So. Yeah, they stick like they're all like Velcro to turf, man. It's just horrible. Shocking, they um, call them gumdrop trees or whatever the fuck you trees. call them. Yeah. So I interviewed at Columbia, and that that was uh, interesting. Um, that was uh, he was I forget his name, the superintendent, but he he commuted from Baltimore to Columbia every day, which was like just an insane commute. Heavy smoker. Uh, you know, the office smelled like cigarettes and it just, it was just a difficult interview. It was like, oh man, I'm not prepared for this one, you know? And, uh, but Bethesda, I ended up settling on Bethesda and that superintendent at the time, his name was Dean Graves. And this guy was the top of his class in the transition zone in the, the DC area. I mean, he was a big time player from what I can remember. All right. He had his name in the GCM magazines a few times for his cultural practices or his organic matter on his rough. I mean, this, they had ryegrass fairways in the transition zone with a disease called gray leaf spot. They could wipe out your fairways in two days, right? So this guy's spraying heritage on the regular, which is ex just extremely expensive. To, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so that, so the day, so I took that job with Dean. And uh, the assistant's name was Mark Kingora. I don't, I don't know where he's at. I'm pretty sure uh, after, after I left, Dean went to the Chevy Chase Club for a long time. And then I'm pretty sure he's retired. I called on him uh, about a month and a half ago, and I just never actually reached out to him. I didn't have the cojones to just call. I think about him a lot. Well, so there's if you a do, then call him. But yeah, call well, there's, him. A, there's a lesson for all the interns. You know, call your old superintendent hey, to check out on him and let exactly. him know. Exactly. Someday you might need a job. You know, I keep in touch, even though mine's retired. Actually, I need to call him. Oh, so, it's bedtime. Not yet, man. Just kidding. We're, we're just getting started, oh, my friend. Yeah, I know. So, um, so anyways, I yeah, mean, not to kind of like drag this on, but we got to go like, let's move along to, you know, where are you today? You know, right. how'd you get, you know, how'd you I, end up at Drumlands? Huh. Uh we're going to we're going to cut through a lot to get to where we're at at Drumlands. All right. So, I was at Unless you have a wild story that has to be told, give it to well, us. Well, it's, it's listen, I've been in this business for 20 over 20 years, right? I've worked right. at a lot of golf courses. I've been a superintendent at different facilities. I've been assistant at different facilities. I've worked under you know, different superintendents. So, um, to tell you how I got my job today, I was fired from an 18 hole executive course facility that uh, I would took the job because I was making more money than I was making before. That's why I took the job because of the money. Yeah. That job put me on Paxil and put me on anti-anxiety medication, um, was extremely Whoa. stressful. Um, did I, every day waking up, not wanting to talk to my boss, not wanting that phone to ring, praying to God, the phone didn't ring. Um, praying to God every day that my mechanic truck was in that parking lot so I could have my equipment ready to go for the day. 
I mean, your mechanic is the lifeblood of your facility. You know, without a good mechanic, without a, somebody oh, yeah. to fix your equipment, you're shit out of luck. For right? sure. So treat your mechanic well. So at any rate, I was there for 13 months, right? And I had to fire the mechanic, and that wasn't good. And then I was let go via email. And then I called, I texted, and I emailed the owner of the corporate company why I got terminated and I never got a response so now here I am laid off Is the facility and, operating still today yeah 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 that's and, shitty well here, here's here's a sidetrack for 26 years I've worked at a restaurant here in, in Liverpool and that we guy do see the restaurant. restaurant is it Italian yeah. restaurant? I want to get to that restaurant I need to know about the noodles he comes in every week he was in tonight for a matter of fact for dinner <laughs> wow I look at his ticket. My coworker Mike says, "See that right there? Yep, that's your well, ex boss's. That's your ex boss's ticket right there." Oh yeah, nice. So nice. I'm fired. <clears throat> I'm you know just trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I'm in a saturated market. There isn't a lot of opportunity, you know, for an assistant. You know, I've bounced around. I've been a, a superintendent. Here I am on a and take whatever job I can get right now. You know, looking into landscaping, I'm looking into whatever I can do to just maintain. Right. And I get a phone call, and it's uh says, "Hey, um, the Drumlin's uh, superintendent, Pete McPartland, uh, his assistant just walked off the job. Here's Pete's number. Give him a call." So I call him. And we had a conversation and he hired me over the phone. So bingo, got my, got my, my career back. Right. Um, so it's been six years in April that nice. I've been the assistant there. Um, so here I am. Nice. Six oh. years, six, um, very fortunate. Um, I have, I have a good job. All right. I'm, I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at. I'm very lucky to be where I'm at. Um, it's a good place to work. You know, nice. we have, we have in some capacity, the backing of Syracuse university behind us, which okay. nobody else in Syracuse has. Right. I mean, that's a huge. Yeah, that's huge. Pocketbook that can help in a time of, of, right. We don't use that hardly at all, but it's there if need be. Right. We struggle with our equipment. We're using zero turns, 60 inch zero turns four guys with these things have at least 5,000 hours on them we got them as hand-me-downs from the university four years five six years ago wow. we're still using them and that's what we use to mow our our public side rough rough right we have we one, say greens. what's that at least you didn't say greens <laughs> no <laughs> um we have we listen we have ample equipment to do what we need to do okay we have Jacobson uh, Greens King for triplexes for uh, greens and, and tees. We have two John Deere, can't tell you the names, of uh, fairway units for the east side fairways. Yep. We do one Jacobson fairway mower for the public side fairways. It has like 6,400 hours on it or some crazy number. Everything is old, right? The zero We're operating out of two shops or one shop? One shop, one mechanic. He's 64 years old. He's ready to retire any day. Oh. No lift. The shop, the shop ceiling is no more than twelve feet tall. No more. We have no lift. He's, on, he's, on, he's on cardboard working on the floor. 
Oh, Andy, go ahead. I, I don't actually have a question. Andy? This totally derails the conversation, but I'd be remiss. Yeah, I'd re- be remiss not to say I love your shirt. It says, Die, shut the fuck up. So I should probably I shut up. Big but I just, shirt. I had to say Actually, it. when you just so, told that yeah. story, I saw it. And I was like, Andy, yeah. Yeah. Andy yeah. our producer, has the so worst good. connection in the world right yeah. now. That was brutal on your end. Yeah, he was on, on your end. Everything was caught up. Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you want? What, you're in Nebraska, right? Yeah. Have you, you guys upgraded to past dial-up yet? Dial-up. I'm on my phone hotspot. I'm just mm. gonna leave for a minute and try to come back. I'm just gonna go. It's good to All see right, you. Let you in. Come back in. It worked fine. Now it doesn't. I know. Tell your neighbor to get off of Call of Duty for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Let's get back to Davey. So, on this golf course, uh, how many guys you got? Regular before uh, pre-COVID, we do about fourteen guys. Right? Total and for the two golf courses. That's correct. That's okay. total. That's everybody. That's me, the superintendent mechanic. That's everybody on staff. Fourteen. How people. many acres? Oh, Jesus, a lot. <laughs> a lot, dude. We have a lot. I mean, let me just go to the. Oh, we have. Just to go to. The boss's texts from earlier. We have 24 acres of east fairways. Okay, we have at least another 24 acres of uh, public side fairways. So that's almost 50 acres of fairways. You can at least triple that for rough. That's a, probably 150 acres of rough that we have to cut. A lot of grass. <laughs> and as I drive around, you know, as I drive around, I'm thinking, why aren't we naturalizing more of these areas? Why? because people got to find their balls, you know, cut the rough as short as you possibly can cut the fairways that, you know, we cut our fairways at 600 East and West. And, uh, and they're fantastic. You know, we're yeah. bailing hay on both sides. We don't fertilize our public side fairways. We don't water our public side fairways. We only water greens and teas. We do that because of water, because we're buying water from the city. You right. have a direct, yeah. wow. direct main line into the pond, right? So are you so, your no, fairways are bare? One more time. Do you, do you ever have periods drop where you're just no bare fairways? Never. Fairways, um, if once the grass dies, the crabgrass kicks in, and the grass always has some sort of green hue to it, all right? right. And, then, and then once the crabgrass dies, then the next year the poet kicks in, and... and it's it's amazing how much how fast our grass grows on the property. Our fairways, the whole property, the entire property is compacted beyond compacted. <laughs> and the grass grows beyond grow. We can't keep up with it. We cannot keep it's amazing how fast it grows. We don't fertilize the rough, we don't, you know, aerate hardly anything. We don't spike anything. We don't fur you know it just grows so fast. We can't keep up with it. It's huh. amazing. How uh, how much rain you guys get up there? They mo- uh, well, they mostly uh, it's all loamy soil, right? Well, it's it's pretty heavy uh, clay in, in spots. Okay. I mean, uh, if you watch some of the videos of what I post of our greens uh, mixture, it's if I was to take my plug right out of my cup cutter and set it on the ground within three days, that's going to be as hard as pavement, right? Wow. Hard as pavement. And so that, how do you expect roots to grow through that? And son of a bitch, they do. Yeah. 
They will grow. All mutating. All mutating. So the, the public side greens, all we do to those is mow them and treat them with chemicals and fertilizer and water them. And that's it. They get no rolling. They get no irrigation. They get no spiking. They're some of the best public greens in the area. Spongy beyond spongy. Thatchy. They love them. Love them. Oh. Public loves them. They're lush. They're help. They just, they love them, right? Can beat the ball into the back of the cup. Yep. And then our private side greens, we roll them four, and then, you know, uh, we roll them five days a week, four or five days a week. We're cutting them six, seven days a week. You got hockey pucks for cups. There's no roots to speak of. It's just surface appearance. You know, there's, you go, the roots are there and the airification holes, you know. Yeah. Uh, if uh, I guess uh, if you had to, what's your biggest issue turf wise at that facility? Like as far as, you know, you de- dealing disease pressure? No, nah, I mean, hardly, we, we hardly have any disease at all. I mean, some, I'm sure courses have it, but we're, we're on a, a pretty, we don't, we don't do anything for our fairways. We might see some dollar spot when it's yeah. time to see dollar spot but we don't see brown patch. We see some fairy ring. So what? Right. Um, you know, we don't, you know, no anthracnose, no yellow, no yellow patch. No, no, none of those. Nothing, nothing. Right. Now we're going to get blown up with it. Sometimes, <laughs> we, sometimes we get some, some pythium on a couple of our, on our heavy bent grass tees. Yeah. But we know that, right. Um, we treat our tees with fungicides, but, we could probably do it less. I mean, right. you just don't see our fairways are just like our, our tees and we don't see, really see a lot of disease on them. So right. we could probably, you know, do with less than that. Um, but it's our, our height of cut on our greens, uh, we cut them uh, at 135, and we just really started top dressing this season. I've been there six years. He's been there you know, over 10, 11, 12 years now. And it's finally, they're allowing us to do it weekly. And it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't yeah. stress it enough to people. If you can put the sand down, put the freaking sand down. Yeah. Now, it's how you get the sand into the canopy, right? Some people want to brush it in. Some people want to water it in. Some people want to do this. To each his own. Right. Get Just the get freaking the sand, sand into the canopy. That's it, right? It's Move. easy as that, boys and gals it's out there. Just... Get the Let's freaking sand the right in. Now, if I think that should be a t-shirt. Just be like, Dave, get the freaking sand in. That's it. I yeah. mean. <sighs> but, uh. So, this stuff? Andy's going to be growing grass next I want you to ask that question again, because I think I, it, it, to answer that question, it's hard to really answer that question, because it all depends on on so many different things. Okay, so to give you a for instance, this particular season, we did not do a second application of our Primo Proxy on our private side greens. The seed head development was atrocious, right? Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Membership has to complain once about it. Greens are great. Talk to a member today. Hey, how are you? Great. Dave, I just want to let you know, the chatter around the course has been the greens have been fantastic this week. Perfect. Greens are burning up. They, <laughs> they're burning up, man. You can just, just burning up. Greens are fantastic. Thank you very much. Have a day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Peter, old Peter. saying goes, dead Peter. grass is fast grass. 
So, so we now got, we got the COVID, right? So everybody is got dealing with it differently, right? Some memberships, they are just sticking to the schedule. We're doing the mulch. We're doing the da. We're doing this. We're sticking to the plan, but we're not right. We're not doing mulch this year. This is a mulcher. This is a hundred yards of mulch here, not this year. Right. So nowhere place. It just looks a little off, right. With no mulch around Peter member says to him, Places it's the best of places looked in fifty years. <laughs> Dave, we got no mulch on the course. <laughs> we got clover all over the place around tea surrounds and green surrounds. Right now it's flowering, hey. so the clover it's a great time to go spray because now you can see the best places look. You hear it every year. This place, this mean, best place perspective years. is reality. Yeah, exactly. Reality. So it's like. And you know, well, I see thank you else. very much. I got a new all boss. I see, listen, all I see are imperfections, right? Our teeth need <laughs> nope, to be cut nope. lower. Our teeth need to be cut verticutted aggressively. I'm talking like get the grading on it and beat the shit out of them, right? Yeah, get some sand yeah. on that shit. Yeah, get some sand on I, that. <laughs> and that's what I told Peter. I said, listen, number 11, heavy bent grass, heavy thatch. We're going to start double cutting it. Now, here's a shout out to Chris Burnell down in Atlanta. He tells me, double cut your teeth up and back, up and back. So I do it. And it drastically looks better, right? Take get the washboarding out a little bit. So I didn't tell Peter I'm putting the baskets on the triplex mower. I just put the baskets on the mower and just went to town. Now, he probably would have told one of the other kids to take the baskets off, but he's not going to tell me because he – he knows that I can handle whatever the time restrictions are with the basket. Right. He sees the results of what the baskets on the machines are. Dave, teeth looks great. Thanks. Yep. Baskets are staying on the team mode, right? And then I tell him, we should really got to put the baskets on the approach mode. It's going to cut down on the seed heads. It's going to cut down on the this. I'm working on it, man. All right? I'm working on it. Yeah, just go do it. Then well, I don't cut the approach. I don't cut the approaches. That's next, the thing. Next, yeah. week, next week, you're you on approaches. A doer. You got to yeah. do a doer, Dave. No, no, so here's the deal. Next week, we have, next we have week a on the job board. We got Dave mowing approaches. <laughs> well, next week, got it. Can I just interrupt real quick? Um, <laughs> no, no, we, who we in, yeah, who we interrupted? <laughs> we went out and interrupted you. I don't know whose idea it is to say this week is sponsored by Bloody Mary's. That's but when Andy. I heard Andy. that, I laughed my ass off. I'm just all smiles and just like, dude, Bloody Marys? That's I don't producer. like Bloody Marys. But that's hilarious, man. That's Andy. That's great. That's the big brain on Andy. When yep. his internet's working. Yeah, so when his internet's working. And who's, who's like, little, who's, whose kid is that? Oh, that's, that's mine. My dad's. Love, love, love hearing <laughs> oh, the little kid. And whose, idea, whose idea was it with, um, what was it, the John Denver song? Whose idea was that? Mine. There's a, there's a story behind Fantastic. that. Fantastic. That my little brother was texting me earlier in the week that he didn't like the song. So I fucking oh, really? Say that out loud. Are you kidding me, man? I love that. Oh, he, was, he was bagging the song. Country <laughs> road. <laughs> you got to give the people what they want, Andy. Yeah. And we did. Yeah, my the, little brother Kenny was bagging it. the song. So I texted no, Andy. So that get, that's, that's, no, that's no shoes, Kenny. Yeah. No shoes, Kenny. Hates, hates, take me home country road. He's going to love that. You know, you talk how about. Can, no how shoes. can No Shoes Kenny hate some John Denver song? There's a longer story. It, 
a band is he called- a Jimmy Buffett fan at least? He wears no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he eats cheeseburgers in paradise. Yeah, sure he does. Speaking of no shoes, what about Saturday morning water detail on a golf course with flip flops? Is that all acceptable? the time? Yeah. Oh, dude. Over I over seed, I live in a- to work. It's a miracle. Yeah. Last year, I'll to get a story about see, last not, summer. Matt sent me a picture of him fixing eyes. the main line, and he's got flip-flops on. See, that's not – I won't do he's that. It's, it's all usually during overseed while we're babysitting water. I always have flip-flops off because you're just splashing through the wet, you know, all that heavy water. And, you know, typically when you're going out there, you're walking out there to fix a head that's probably stuck on, so it's an even bigger fucking puddle. Just easier to wear the flip flops and then stick your foot out at the next one that's watering and wash it off and off you go. Last weekend, last weekend I got called back to the golf course. They had a geyser and uh, they didn't know how to turn it off. So I go out there in shoes. I mean, by the end of me trying to fix this thing, I was barefoot. And I was like, <laughs> socks. I was throwing shoes. I was yelling at my kids, get the cart. <laughs> Take my shoes. <laughs> was and crazy. those two little shits are just running around having the time of their life. Yeah, I'll tell you, my, my first experience yeah. with, with seeing the superintendent, I was at, uh, must have been last season. There it is, the ice in the cup. I love hearing this. Can I get an ice ice in the metal cup? Can I get that real quick? I need to hear that sound. I got no ice. You motherfuckers. You silly um, bitches. They did it. So when we do it, Andy, it's just a thank you to you. It's a thank you to you when we do it. That's all it is. We sometimes forget to thank you on air. Glad to have you here on air. Funny, Andy. Andy That's never says thank, thank you back. Yeah. Hey, the rum's, the rum's kicking in. Uh-oh, the rum's kicking in. There we go. Yep. You know, I don't know about the flip-flops. Personally, I would not allow uh, – I would yell at my boss if he came on the property with flip-flops on uh, if you'd got if you dealt with the overseed issue, yeah. I think you'd look at it totally different. Probably right. You're riding around for two weeks watching an entire golf course grow in. Yeah. So you're just you're circling the golf course, watching, watching heads. Make they sure turn, heads are spinning. Yeah, spinning the whole time. And you got Can we just cover something real heads. quick. You no. you you said something one point eight percent of your water is the total water usage of, uh, was that a, that a yeah. state? Yeah, that's a state of groundwater. That, that was mind blowing to me because I'll sit there and I'll, and I'll do, and I'll sit there and I'll be all right. Palm desert, there's a hundred golf courses and each golf course is using a million gallons of water a night. It's a hundred million gallons of water every day. Now multiply that times 365 days. That's just one area. Now you've got to go to Phoenix. Yeah, you're not doing, you're not doing a million a night. And it's in the wintertime. In the summertime, for sure. But do you understand what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. So, and then when you say to me, you posted it's 1.8%. And that, that's unbelievable. So where's all the other water? Is that agriculture? Agriculture. And, and the people. Unbelievable. Yeah, humans consume a lot of water. Yeah, humans consume a lot. We do. Flushing fucking toilets. I quit. May I be an advocate for low flow toilets? You should see my shitter right now. It's full of turds. <laughs> I don't want we to flush see your once a week. Shut Sunday, up. Sunday at lunch, we flush all <laughs> toilets. Well, 
It's a As we've heard treat. before, sometimes it's you just go ahead and activity. shit your pants. Isn't it up? Shit is full. Guess this yeah. one's going in the pants. We do. I just go to my neighbors. <laughs> we can do about nine. We can do about a thousand gallons a minute, roughly about 900 gallons a minute on our irrigation system. We do roughly about 250, <clears throat> excuse me, about 300,000 gallons when we're really pumping it up, right? On average, we do about 14 minutes a night on our greens, and then our teas will get about, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, and then fairways three times a week will get about 25. How often are you watering greens? Almost every night. Every night? Yeah. 14. It uh, depends on the day. Really depends on the day, man. Some days are worse than others. It's like this, dude. Mother's Day, I was, it was snowing. Two weeks later, it's like 87 degrees. So, I mean, the plants are just like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. You know what they say? Know. You know what they say about Liverpool? If you don't like oh, the weather, just wait five minutes. Well, uh, yeah, it does. It, it's crazy. It's just nuts. <laughs> so, uh, the wind has been really bad. The pat this week with the wind was really bad. Yeah. Andy. So, why, why is Andy's microphone muted? Uh, oh, no, it's not. I mean, about, I'm just a producer, so I'll pop in. Oh, Andy, you got a fucking up and down. Andy's got an up and down washer dryer. Woo! Nice. Does that mean Dave's got it? one? No, I you don't got one too. But I love it, dude. Hey. I, my, we had one of those when I, my grandmother had one of those when I was growing up. I love it. Nice. I love the up and down. It's very convenient. Yeah. Super nice on the back. Oh, I know, right? I never, got the, I, I never invested in the lifters for the washers and dryers. I just keep them right on the ground level. You got to have the drawers, bro. Yeah, that's what I hear. I don't have them. I just got a top load. They cost so. like $300 for a piece of – go get a couple 4 by 4 saw them off, and then make a little thing for them. And I don't give a shit if it looks ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> no? That's probably oh, shit. Hey, so uh, if uh, anybody's still listening to this, we're going to get into – Dave's got a uh, little buddy that he hangs out with, his little baby. Why don't we dive into who Woodstein is? Let's see Woodstein. I'll bring him. We'll uh, let's get Woodstein. Oh, he's on, right buddy. there. Yes. <laughs> Dave will always like post pictures. Pound. He snores like a bastard. He looks kind of like Garfield. And he's got two siblings, I think, Thing 1 and Thing 2. That we're never going to find them. They're underneath the counter somewhere. I'm <laughs> sure of that. But look so at Woody. I'll tell you a quick story. It doesn't about... look real. Yeah. Dan, have you ever seen him bathe, Woody? Yes. Actually, yeah, I he just hangs out in the shower. Just hangs show, out. Show oh, nice pictures of Woody in the shower. <laughs> nice. Classic. Yeah. That is classic. I'll tell you a quick story about the cat. So I was, I was seeing this girl, and we were hanging out one Sunday morning, having coffee smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore. I gave that up, by the way. And I love looking at the Sunday paper uh, through the uh, classifieds and uh, look at jobs and see what's going on. And uh, looking through the pet section. And lo and behold, there was somebody trying to get rid of short-haired exotics or Persian cats. I called. <laughs> Immediately, I called. And now she's like, give me your number. I'll send you some pictures. And she sent me a picture of this one. And I was like, Oh my God, I want that cat. 
So she was like 40 miles north. I said, I'll be up in two days. I went up on a Wednesday and uh, there were a bunch of little, little fur balls in there, little tiny ones. Then there was this one. He had uh, fleas, ear infection, and uh, was, wasn't in a good place. So I brought him home and on the way home, I called the vet and I said, uh, can you get him in uh, today? Yup. So we got him in that day and um, he was seven at the time and now he's probably about 11. He's nice. just a wonderful, a wonderful docile cat. He, when I put him in the bath the first time, not a bath, it's like a shower, right? <laughs> I can't see Dave's pulling cat around his mouth. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's, he's legit just petting the cat, just petting it and then wipes his mouth with Literally the cat hand. <laughs> You did that like a true professional. Didn't even nice. give me a like you do this every day. Every day. So I'm talking and clearing cat hair. Man, look at this. He hasn't he, he's now just he's just starting to All right. You wanna hey, go? Pissy. Right. He doesn't like being on live. I was hoping he'd snow for us. So I wore multiple shirts tonight. So my thought was I would take a shirt off and then would introduce a new segment. So we really nice. Yeah, we're ready for a new segment for sure. So this this shirt, this is a this is a shout out to it's called Helix Wheels. Yeah. Now I don't know if anybody follows Helix Wheels on the internet. Is anybody? I've seen it. I don't follow it. There's a guy, he he raises turtles from their shells, right? And he sells the turtles online. Um, you can buy turtles delivered to your house and you can raise a right. And he had a turtle that his, the rear legs were pointed straight up. So he attached, he took a little finger skateboard and took the, the, the wheels and glued them to the underside of the turtle. And this thing would scoot around, right? It was deformed. It had like half a lung and it was all foobard. But it lived for like eight months and it was an inspiration. And I, I just loved this thing. So I'm all in, man. I bought a shirt. I bought <laughs> stickers. Nice. I wear this. I work whenever I go on an airplane. See, listen. I'm convinced of this because I do this right, and I'm convinced that other people do this too because they see it all the time. You're going to you're going to be in a, in an area where there's going to be a lot of people, and you got a message that you want to get across, and you don't feel comfortable like voicing it verbally. Yeah. You, you feel comfortable wearing it, right? So you're going to wear your red hat, or you're going to wear your Whatever it's going to be. No, not that. Everywhere I go, I wear something that's got this on it. Right. That reminds you, you know, some people know. The way I was. Right. East Coast. So I wear this shirt through the airport, right? You're going to see a lot of people. He looks wheels. The little kids, you know, you like to look up and see that. You know, a little smile on their face, you know. So, yeah, I like it. So this is what we got now. We got Helix wheels. There's your, there's your little shout out to that thing. Nice. What do you want to cover next there, Dave? Let's go. Let's talk about Jasper Parnovic. Yeah, Jasper Parnovic. Yeah, that's great. Where does where does that come from? What do you mean? Where does it come from? Don't you ever know the golfer? Jesper no, I know, Parnovic? I know yeah. that. I'm just wondering. And that's it. That, that's, just, that's it. That's just, that. That is just it, dude. That guy. <laughs> I loved him. Watching him grow up. Jasper you know? Parnovic. Yeah. Let's all go, Jasper. Payne Stewart was the only one to wear the knickers and he wore them wonderfully. That guy was just a really class act, you know, may he rest in peace. You know, I miss him. Guy's got a freaking statue made after him, right? We all remember where we were sitting on the couch that day when he did the thing with the raise of fist, right? 
And then you get just for part of it, you know, and he always wears a hat up and there's advertising and that was just his thing, you know. And, I need fucking Big Ed to get me a Yasper hat. Yeah. Shout and, out and to so, Big Ed. Thanks for the Yasper Ponovic hat that I got rocking now. We get these, you know, uh, listen, Peter's nice enough to, to give us a little bit of a clothing allowance every year, you know. So um, I have plenty of sweatshirts and I got plenty of collared shirts and I wear the, the regular baseball cap. Here, we'll do this one here. There we go. Can oh. y'all see that? Yep. No advertisements unless they're going to pay for it. Nice. Yasper. Yasper. Right up. Nice. Yes, Yasper Ponovic. There you go. Yes. So we'll do right that. And then, uh, so I got this this big brim hat because this doesn't cover the ears, right? And my ears hey. were, turning, were turning into leather. I was like, do I got to Talking get to two Southwest superintendents. Dave. Yeah, you're talking to two Southwest. All wide yeah. brims in sleeves summertime, brother. Yeah. I haven't gone I have sleeves yet. too. Yep. Love it, man. Yeah, he That's double sleeves it. That's great. So I was like, you know, we're going to go with a goofy looking hat. I don't care. I don't care what I look like. It's going to keep Send my head it. cool. It's going to keep the sun off my ears. I don't care. I'm not a big fan of sunscreen. I'll be the what? first to admit it. Don't like come, wearing it. Come right to the Southwest, Dave. You'll fit yeah. right in. You should see what Otis wears. Yeah. It, you know, you wear it. Look, I know the sunscreen, you should wear it, but all the dust and crap just it just sticks to you. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I wear the brim hat. It keeps and it works great. And then the thing folds up, and it's great for the Jasper Parnovic. Yeah. And and it makes me. Laugh. I can't believe how good my hat is for the Jasper Parnovic. I stick. I know. I could see you struggling with that thing. It's because you got the little floppy hat. Me and Andy. Big Ed. Andy's a sticker guy. Big Ed sent me the flop. Yeah. Big sticker guy. I'll be honest. Big sticker guy. Yeah. I'm oh. a big sticker guy too. Oh, there's a brand new hat sticker. He's crushing his bill. Nice. I'll tell you what, man. This hat, this hat right here. the bill on his brand new hat. This hat has been sitting on top of that thing right there for forever. I don't wear this hat. I don't. I don't wear hats hardly ever. I wear the hat. You know, no. This is this hat goes out um, to my friend Jason. He's uh, Jason. a second assistant down at Galloway National, down near outside of Atlantic City, and uh, he was nice enough to bring me down there last fall. I got to see his facility, and it's just. Top notch, man. Well, maybe it needs uh, to make the move to Arizona. Minus the sweet gum trees that just pepper the parking lot. Other than that, the place is just unbelievable. Arizona so, doesn't have sweet gums, Dave. Yeah, uh, no sweet gums. Out you know, I'm, so people talk about the 107 and it's a dry heat. I've never, I'm not used to the, the, the dry heat. You know, I, I did 104 down in Milledgeville, Georgia, for a couple of days when I was like 18. Nothing That's like insane. nothing like 104 here. I'd rather uh, Arizona 104 any day. I think I could probably do that. I mean, as long as you take the humidity away, see, that's the killer, man. The really the the, the killer is the humidity. You get like 92 degrees and and like you know what they say. It's not the heat. It's the humids. <laughs> Listen, I feel for those guys in like the they, Midwest. I love, it. I love what my wife says. Well, they say, "Who's yeah. they? Who's they? You and your mouse in your pocket." Did you guys ever hear about the the person? I forget what state he lived in. I heard this a few years ago. He literally changed his name to they. What's your name? They. Really? I did have a buddy whose friend you know what they had said? a dog named yeah. Ask him. 
Legitimately, <laughs> his name was okay, Ask him. Ask him. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah. Ask him. See, ask him. Come you here, go, Dan. You say, "What's your dog's name?" And he's ask him. <laughs> Legitimately. We were talking about dogs tonight at the restaurant. What's your dog's name? Get inside. Get inside. That's a, that's a funny name. <laughs> oh shit. We do double row irrigation on our fairways on the private side. We do sink, and that would be holes one through 10. Holes 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, we do single row irrigation because of the bedrock. And some of the areas up there, especially in holes on 13, 14, we have major, uh, big areas the size of maybe a coffee table size of just burnt out turf because you literally have an inch and a half of soil and then it's just bedrock. Um, I haven't gotten around to fixing those yet. Uh, not a real top priority, but we're slowly but surely working on areas like that. Um, so because of the bedrock, they went with single row irrigation, 900 series throughout. Um, the system was installed in 1999, uh, maybe even earlier, maybe 1996, because all the heads that I'm finding are say right on them, you know, made in May, 1996. So we have a system in the ground from 1990, whatever, and it's working really well. We don't have any breaks, any real big things that are of any issue. You know, we have some weepers that kind of bleed out a little bit on some of the surrounds and some of the electric valves get a little gummed up and you got to blow them out every once in a while. But yeah. for the most part, we're good. You know, um, it's real. Andy! Andy, you son of a bitch. You gonna go take a shit? <laughs> Get your fucking mug back on the goddamn screen. Right. Let's go. Let's go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing. Oh, shit. I can't look at Andy. <laughs> it's, Andy's first time. it's Andy's first time on the show tonight, so he's having a rough time. No more Bud Light. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. uh, it's just... What'd you do? Did you take a big head off a bong, Andy? Yeah. Is that why I mean, you muted yourself no. out? I think Andy this no, this week. A, I think Andy is the homegrown section. No, I you know, I'm homegrown, brother. The dialogue. Let's go back to single irrigation about bedrock. <laughs> Dude, the single row was from the clouds. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. great. Dave, you are the fucking man. <laughs> I couldn't ask for a better first interview for this this whole thing. Oh, yeah. can I just do this real quick, dude? Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, please. It's your show I, tonight. The, this is, hold on, hold this on. This is your show. Oh, no. Is it your birthday? <laughs> is it your birthday? No, dude. This is a fucking, this is a celebration, man. This is the first one, dude. Right? Oh, nice. No, yeah. Celebration. Yeah. Yes, celebration. Nice. Woo! All right. I baked Woo! some red velvet cupcakes today, and we're just going to have this. Nice. My wife made cookies yesterday. I make cookies all the time. I know. We see them. I know. I'm going to get another white claw. I'll be right back. Oh, all righty. We're going to. I make banana bread. I make cookies. They're good. I like to bake. All right. Let's go over some cookies real quick. What's that? You got a tattoo on your arm. What is that? On your right arm? I have like them all a, over the place. It looks like a, uh, what is that, a compass? 
Yep, there's a compass right there. There's a flower yeah. to my mother right there. There's a lobster because I'm from New England. There's a shark right there because Love the it. shark fit there. There's a sparrow right there because that's a sparrow. There's a chick right there. There's a flower right there. Time out. A chick. A chick is in a there's chicken a, or a chick is in a woman? Bird. No, there's a woman. Bird. It's a gypsy right here. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. That was cool. And there's cool. a pinup girl in a kilt. Yeah. Then there's slow down a little bit, brother. Slow down. A big cross. Yeah. A horseshoe. Kelt, you got a Celtic thing on that? What is it? A horseshoe yeah. or something? What is that? Yeah, it's a horseshoe. And that's, that's an Irish. that like your Irish? Your a Irish lucky, arm? A lucky thirteen. And it says brother on it. That's for my nice. brother. Yeah. Good for you, man. I got a tattoo on my back. I'm not gonna fucking shirt for you guys and show you, but I got one. Oh, we'll get as soon as we get to like segment number four, you're gonna be out of t shirts and we'll see it. Is it on your lower back? (laughs) Daniel? Yes. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. (laughs) Unless you can prove it to us, Dave. We're just gonna assume. (laughs) They have a lower back tattoo. My friend Kevin who uh, uh, runs his own tattoo studio. When I was 18 years old, I can't fucking shoe and talk at the same time, so don't do that. I would have rather, wait a minute. (laughs) Let me tell you something, dude. I'll pick my fucking teeth out. I don't give a shit. Cooth out the window. Manners, once in a while. Yeah, so I was like 18 years old. My friend Kevin, he owns a, he owns his own tattoo studio. So we, I met this eight, uh, Asian girl, and I had a little little thing with her, whatever. And I got these two Asian symbols tattooed on my middle back. I can't tell you what the hell they were. And then uh, a bunch of years later, I said, dude, I want to go with a tribal piece. Let's go something big, like shoulder to shoulder, you know, like take up a total like upper half of my back. He's all right. We'll work on something. So he showed me something. I said, "Nah, dude, I'm not going with that. That's that's way too aggressive." So he gave that to my late friend Tom. Tom, he's now dead. He died of leukemia. May rest, may rest in peace. Um, then he came up with another one, and I was like, "Yep, I'll take that." So over the course of God knows how long it took, and um, you obviously know what it feels like to have a tattoo put on your body. You know, it has a little burning sensation. You know, and there it is. It. Yeah, so it's been, you know, there it is, man, you know, and um, comes over the shoulders, just a, just a skosh, right? And uh, you you don't wear a t-shirt underneath your collared shirt in the summertime. The boss comes up behind you one day and pulls your collar back and just looks down your back. Yeah, he's immediately judging you, you know, that's the one that fired me for no explanation why. All right, you can judge me, but your main man's got sleeves, you know, on his arms, and he can't do no wrong. So, sounds bitter. That well, stinks. You know what? I'm glad man. I never had that experience, dude. It, it's okay because if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. True. I, True story. So, I, you know, I don't know if you believe if you're a type of person that you know everything happens for a reason. I am, you know, I, I believe that things happen for, or they're, they're just, that's just the way things are. I think that, you know, you're put in a particular spot at a particular time to influence somebody's life. You may not have any clue at that particular time that you're influencing their life, but you know, they may, 
six months down the road, look back on it and be like, oh yeah, no shit, you know? So, um, so when, you put, so when you put boog boogers in his uh, dinner at the restaurant, I don't cook his food. No, you know, I, I don't. That, that's the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't eat the food that I cook. You know, um, I have I have particular uh, station that I cook. So you've worked there twenty six years. Yeah, it was the first first what job I ever cook? got. Um, pasta dude. Well, some pasta. My, my my role there is my title would be a second saute. Okay, is so, it okay to say the name of this restaurant for those oh, people out there in the Syracuse area? Sure. It's called it's called Sant'Angelo's Restaurant. It's okay. uh, it's, a, it's an Italian restaurant. It's been there over thirty years in, in, in Liverpool. Uh, it's staple, man. People they love it, love That's it. Good. Right? What do you got? I mean, the, and noodles. The, the one. Listen, if if you're you guys, we all know that the one thing that's going to keep bringing people back to your whatever it is you're charging them money for is consistency, right? You have to have consistency. The food quality and taste has to be consistently the same, no matter if they come on a June 1st or September 7th. They got to have, it's got to taste the same, right? Now, transition, you guys who are overseeding, there's exceptions to that. But where I'm at, you know, they want consistency. Private golf course, consistency. You want the greens to roll at a 10 2 every day. Well, how the hell do you know what a 10 2 is from an 8.5? You don't know. So everything has to be consistent, right? So the restaurant. Um, yeah, first job I ever had. My brother worked there before I started there. He got me the job. I was 16 years old. Uh, started washing dishes, the dishes for four years. Uh, learned how to make pasta from scratch, the fettuccine and linguine. Um, want to come here. Can you hear that? Shout out from Woodstein. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. All right. All right. You'll, he'll keep, he'll keep badger. Um, so, you know, I learned how to make the pasta and then go to college. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cook too, brother. I work at an Italian joint too, dog. You do? So, yeah, I love it. So, so what, what I cook is my, I didn't my know that. It doesn't give a shit. The thing that I do is yeah. I do uh, I do the Alfredo dishes. I do uh, we you know the, the cream dishes, the seafood dishes, yeah. uh, lobsters, scallops. Um, that's that's what I do. All right. So you you take what's, as much uh, pride. what's the restaurant's gold medal dish? Like what do you what do you people go in there for? Well, there's two there's. There's probably three things that we bang out the most. Okay? The chicken parm. No. Well, we sell a shit ton of those. The only thing I eat at any Italian restaurant, first time and probably the next 10 times if it's any good. Meatballs, you got to have, so I they have good meatballs. That's a yeah. staple. Meatballs, too. The wife does the meatballs. I do the chicken parm. If you can't we, handle those two things as an Italian restaurant, shut that door. We kill it on the chicken parms, man. Our nice. breading is phenomenal, right? Just nice. and our column, our fried calamari is to die for. And that's and that. And so is it the ring? Is it the ring style yeah. or the long things? It's the ringers. Nice. You throw in the ones the actual octopus. Uh, you know the what, minis? man? Those are more of like in a fancy restaurant. We have those. There's well, sometimes they sneak one in on every every dish. I no. say my reaction no. of Andy. Andy does throws in a couple of little baby octopuses. I mean, right? actually, I slang Zaz. I only work saute too every so often, but yeah, we throw the tentacles in there in the calamari. You use pig anus twice. 
Twice, yeah. That's how we, that's how we stuff the sausage, baby. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I worked there 26 years, and uh, I worked a couple days a week. And uh, you know, pre-COVID, it was, for the longest haul, it was I would work Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Um, you know, so you'd work, uh, you know, 40 hours Monday through Friday, and then you'd pick up, you know, maybe – four hours on a Saturday for overtime. And then of course on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, you're working at the restaurant, not getting out, not getting to bed at midnight. So, you know, four and a half hours of sleep, you know, pretty standard five hours, lucky to get six and a half hours of sleep a night. So um, it's, it's the one thing that I yeah, wish, yeah. You know, I think everybody needs to get more of is just turn the fucking TV off, turn the phone off and just go to bed and, and log an extra 45 minutes every night. You know, um, your body needs it. What's, so, hey, what's Dave doing on a day off? Trimming trees? Savage? Uh, I guess it all depends. Um, a day off. Well, uh, which would be currently oh. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be four days a month, which are going to be four every Sunday I get off. So um, it's clean up around the house, laundry, uh, Dishes, normal house stuff, man. I got, I got. I, I worked today and banged out the vacuum. So, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a single guy who owns a home with three cats, and I've got to maintain the house. I got to mow the lawn. I'm filling in a pool. I got, I got 22 tons of stone in my front driveway. I got to shovel into my pool, and I'm probably gonna do another one after that, and then topsoil, and then I'm hoping to God my back doesn't give out because what I have envisioned for this in my backyard, I'm hoping to God I can do it fantastic do some tall fescue with some uh and we'll do some some bluegrass sod inlay and then right where the pool complex is will be probably a 007 bent grass um and then uh probably in 2021 my goal is to get one of those alette uh uh 20 inch mowers yep. from the uk i'm sure you guys heard of them yeah um you know, I'm not going to be able to afford a Porsche for my midlife crisis purchase, but I can sure certainly be able to afford a $2,300 push mower. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, you I know, laying out, laying out some stripes in the backyard would make me, like, extremely happy. Yeah, my midlife crisis came in the form of a mountain bike that's really expensive. So. I bought a road bike when I was eight, 18 years old. Right, right, I ride my bike to and from the restaurant, so I, I bought a mountain bike when I was a teenager. And, uh, I guess I have two claims to fame for, for riding my mountain bike. We have a camp on the St. Lawrence River, which is about 97 miles from my house. And I rode my mountain bike there to be seven hours. Did it with no cell phone. I did it with, with no spare tire, right? I got lost. Nice. Okay. A day and a half in, I picked up smoking again, started banging out some Marlboros on the beach. And about three days later, I was like, Grandma, I can't ride my bike home. My legs are jello. You know, to drive halfway and meet my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only, awesome. uh, and, then, uh, and, then, and then another trip, me and my friend Shane, uh, we rode our bikes up to a place called Chimney Bluffs. It's up on Lake Ontario. If you were to go to that place today, it's completely, completely eroded away. Gone. Where we pitched our tent that year is a memory. It just eroded away from the wind and the when the rain and everything is just gone. Oh, shit. It's amazing. So we were lucky to have done that at the time we did, you know, because probably wouldn't have been able to do it the next year. So um, just really, you're looking back on it, you know, it's like you, you got to pay attention to every moment where you're at. 
um, you know, just soak it in. Especially when you're on the golf course. I love it. I love um, just stopping and just looking around. Just taking a moment and just looking at the, the sun or the clouds and the rays of light coming through the clouds. It's like, do you have any idea how lucky we are? I mean, there's 16,000 golf courses or less in the United States. And then if you multiply that by, say, if each one of them has 15 people, then that's your total number of people in the United States that work on a golf course. How lucky those guys and women are to see those beautiful sunrises and sunsets every day. You know, you're stuck in a cubicle looking at a computer screen, you know. God, we're lucky, man. True story. There's no way I'd survive in a cubicle. That's for shit sure. You know, Not for me. To see, you know, we, we, to see some of the, the pictures of some of the properties that these guys work at on Instagram, I love Instagram. It is just, I love it. I, I don't know. I don't know how I was turned on to it. I can tell you. I can tell you exactly how I was turned on to it. This is an interesting story. So let's get a t-shirt change. T-shirt change. T-shirt change for the Instagram story. This one is. Nice. Oh, you know what this is? Yes. That is Bob Ross. You know what that says? This will have to be a tree. Dude, you want to go take a nap? You turn on Bob Ross. You sit down in your couch and turn it on volume four and you just kind of melt. Ain't no napping on Bob. He, he locks you in. Yeah, he locks you in. Bob Ross is the God rest his soul. Well, I had a great story about Bob Ross. Last time I had a, my whole, all my brothers together, my dad over at our house, we were just sitting around and chucked on Bob Ross. Went like dead silent. Oh, like yeah, for sure. Episode after episode. The dude. Kills it and it sucks you in. I know, and it's the same painting every time, yet somehow it sucks you in every yeah, time. It's it first like, oh, dude, he fucked that up. What is he even doing? And then it's like, oh, that's a mountain with a river and, and a log cabin. Did you ever watch his eyes? Because you know, if you watch his eyes, right, he's looking at that painting. He's already painted that. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, he paints so three of he, them. He's just, he does three of them. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. He's just not painting that from his memory. No. Does like can, can somebody fill me in where we were else. before I got on the, the fucking Bob Ross thing? I, I, I remember Instagram. Your love of Instagram. Instagram. So, my boss, Peter. Um, you know, somebody talked a while ago about referring to people as my boss or my mechanic. Or it's just, I'm sorry I keep saying that. He's not my boss, but he is my boss, you know? Yeah, he's your boss. Right. So he does this chat. Someone's going to be the boss. Right. That's what, James, that's what James Brown always said. So. so he does this chat, this local chat with other superintendents on his computer. And I don't know how it is. I don't, I don't know what computer program it is. But he would always say to me, Dave, go in and read the chat. Go in there and read the chat. You got to read and see what these people are talking about. So I go in and I scroll around and I read what people are saying. And I'm like thinking, I want this. How do I get this? I'm jealous. So I figured out Instagram. Instagram, I can I can download that. I can take pictures and videos and post them, and I can find people and and just start having conversations with them because I'm not having conversations with anybody locally. I don't know any of the other assistants' names in my area. We don't really have good communication with other other. I probably could reach out to them, but I just don't. 
So I needed to get that void filled of, I got so much that I want to share that what, how can I do that? And then Instagram, I came about that and it just started evolving, you know, with pictures and then videos. And, you know, when I was in Delhi, uh, one of the only A's I ever got in college was in public speaking. It's just very easy for me to get up in front of people and talk. I get nervous just like everybody else, man. My pits sweat just like everybody else when you're standing in front of a group of 50 dudes, right? But it's easy for me to talk to them. It's easy for me to look at them in the eyes and, and, and talk to them, you know? Um, it's just always been easy. So, and to a lot of people, that's not easy, right? So, I mean, I, I guess that comes off pretty well in the Instagram thing, you know? I, oh, it's an absolute it's all, it's fucking all, Oh, it's, you know, a, it's all... Yeah. The, the, the vast, the vast, I would say 99% of what you're seeing is not edited. It's not second take. It's oh, yeah. that's just what it is, right? Boom. There you go. Uh, I'll, you know, sit in my car at the end of the day. I'll watch all my videos and then I'll just start loading them up, you know, and then just adding whatever I need to add to them. And it's, it's really great to get the feedback and to see what other people do and to have these conversations and, and then I started, you know, talking hey, to people. You wouldn't be here today, Dave. You wouldn't be yeah. here today if it wasn't for the old Instagram. That's I think it's a- great, dude. You know, I think it's 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 a wonderful platform for people uh, to learn to see what other people do. Um, you know, and then of course there's Twitter. You know, and I don't do Twitter, and I'm never going to do Twitter. I don't, I don't, I don't like Twitter. Uh, I get very upset when I think about joining Twitter. It's just, uh, I don't like it. And uh, just a lot of negativity around that as far as I'm concerned. And it, it's just, yeah, it's a you negative You don't have to follow it. And I don't. So Yeah, um, you don't have to follow the negativity. Right, I understand. You know, it's the same thing as Instagram. It could and be I negative do, you know, and it all right. depends on what you follow. There's a lot of good you know, shit there, there, on Twitter too, Dave. You know, there's, a there's been a... On Twitter, Dave. There's been a couple people on, on Instagram that I've had to get rid of and um, and that's okay. You know, it's just, I try to keep my life is as stress free and as balanced uh, as I possibly can. Right. My job is, is not my life. Right. I, I, I don't, I, that, that's not the way my life is set up. Right. Um, now if I'm the superintendent, that's probably going to be a different story because now I, now I have all those responsibilities, but as the assistant, I don't have that. So what's a wonderful thing, you know, and I'm not asked to, to take more responsibility because the boss wants that. So if he wants to give it to me, I'll be more than happy to take it. Um, but as it is right now, I've got minimal stress in my life. I, I really try to do a good job of keeping a good balance of work in home life and social life. Um, you know, if you get out of balance, everything just goes out of whack, you know, then you start to try to find things to bring you into back into balance. And that's whether that's next thing, you're cranking right? So it's, it's I, I, started smoking, I started smoking cigarettes when I was 16 years old and I'll never forget the first time I started smoking. And I did that. I smoked cigarettes until I'm 43 now until I was about 40 years old. And I took a couple breaks off when I was down in Bethesda. I started again. I took some breaks off. And I just, you know, when I started to get, when I started to lose my breath, when I was pushing a 50 pound spreader around on the greens, when I was losing my breath, walking up and down stairs, um, and I wasn't performing um, at my peak, um, 
that, that started, I really started to pay attention to that, right? Um, and knowing that my grandfather, my mother's father passed away of emphysema, and it's just, it's bad. So I have a coworker, uh, his name is Mikey, and he had a, he was having a baby boy. And he said, I got to quit smoking. I don't want my, my kid to smell that. And I said, you know what, dude? Let's do this together. I'm going to quit. You're going to quit. And I did. And he did. And we've held that together. And it's been fantastic. I don't miss it. I don't, you know, uh, I don't. If you're going to do it, that's fine, man. It's your life. But for me, that aspect of my life is done, you know. So. Amazing. Yeah. And it is, listen, to, listen, to each his own, you know. I wish, I wish. Uh, I chew on these little bitches, though. Yeah. Listen, my brother's the same way, man. You know, he does the smokes, he does the bass. Probably going to show I think Dave's got another shirt for us. Yeah, I think he's. Another I don't want to miss out on what we got next. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get too this, there it is. Last, okay, this will be the last one. All right, so this brings me to uh, Breckenridge. This was ever heard um, of it? Never heard of it. I have a great story of Breckenridge. This is my ride to Breckenridge. So the Jingweeds, the Jingweeds take the ride up to. Uh, Colorado and the jingweeds for everybody including Dave started out as just a little golf trip that me and two other guys did um, Andrew out of Blackstone and Casey from Hack Attack Skins and Southwest Turf Support we went out to Valentine Nebraska and we did Flagstaff and just cut story last year we did Colorado so we get up there and uh, we stayed just outside of Parker, or I guess we may have been in Parker. But um, anyways, we go up to Cordillera. And it's like a two and a half hour ride, so we get up early in the morning. It's just outside ride. of Vail, correct? Yeah. And we're right. driving up there, we're cutting through the mountains, and it's two groups of us. The group in front of us is in, uh, one of the guys, Brian, he drove from Flagstaff up there, so he had his vehicle, and we rented an excursion. Fucking things are pieces of shit, and they're huge. We're rolling. How was that in the hills? Oh, it, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But anywho's, we're driving along, and we got Ryan is next to me in the front seat, Superintendent Tatum Ranch. Jordan Gill behind me uh, works for Ewing Irrigation. And Peter Felica, he's out at uh, Trilogy of Estancia. Those two obviously got too torn up the night before, the guys in the back, and they're snoozing. So I give a little nudge to Ryan. I said, hey, said as we come around one of these hills, I said, I'm going to slam on the brakes, and we're going to scream like we're crashing. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah. So we're laughing, laughing hysterically, trying not to wake those two up. But I'm trying to safely do this in a way where I'm letting traffic get out in front of me and then I'm trying to pick like a sign and get him ready. Well, where I'm like, hey, at this little uh, message board that's over there, I said, when we hit that thing, as soon as we hit it, I'm going to swerve a little slam on the brake. Let's get the shit out of them. So cruising, all of a sudden, Jordan's like, hey, where the fuck are we? We're in Breckenridge. Oh, shit, we're still only in Breckenridge? So there's my Breckenridge. <laughs> Anyways, we start cruising. Peter ain't budging. Ain't budging. So Jordan won't fall asleep, won't fall asleep. Finally, I'm like, Ryan, inform Jordan on what the fuck's going on. So he tells him. So we're cruising down this hill. We're flying down this hill. And we get to another one of those message boards. And I'm like, guys, right there. So we hit this thing and fucking I slam on the brake. Just tap really pretty hard. 
but I give the truck a little bit of a fucking shimmy and us three scream like a fucking couple teenage girls. <laughs> Peter turned as white as a fucking ghost <laughs> and froze up that yeah, it was pretty funny. It was uh still talk about it now and he I think he still gets pissed off. But uh the next day I played <laughs> two days later I played golf with him. And I was like, Hey, how scared were you? He's like, dude, I almost shit my fucking pants. Like, I feel I almost shit my pants. It was fucking no. classic. And then the first thing we thought of, why didn't we record that? Why didn't right. we record that? record that? Oh, that one gets us. That was a good one. Well, that was a preliminary event for the next time it's going to happen. Now you know. Oh, yeah. I don't think Peter will ever get in a vehicle with me again. <laughs> I've, I was in Breckenridge for, for just a day, right? I was up there. went to Colorado a few years ago with my ex-girlfriend, Amy. And... Um, we got up there. It was right around Halloween. We got into Denver a couple of days before Halloween, and it was like 80 degrees. Unbelievably warm for that time of year. Shorts and a T-shirt, walking around Breckenridge. And uh, it was just a beautiful little town. I was like, man, I want to live here. Then I started looking up the golf course. I'm like, it's a pretty cool place. Then I started realizing how much snow they get. I'm like, uh, taking snowblowers and blowing off your greens. Oh, geez, it's a lot. I don't know if I want to do that. So, but it's a beautiful place to live. Well, that you know, everybody's, got, everybody's got their struggles, man. You know, whether you're in the mountains and you've got, you know, 17 feet of snow to remove from compaction, or you've got 107 degrees in the desert and you've got to overseed and water the Jesus out of it, or you're in the transition zone and you've got humidity and you've got disease pressure. It doesn't matter where you are, man. Everybody's got their own thing. Everybody's got something to deal with. True that. You know? And they're really good at what they do. You know, superintendents, it's just not about growing grass. Staff management, huge. Keeping your staff happy. You know, you got to deal with Timmy over here is just frontal with Bobby because he had whatever, you know, and you got, you know, Donald over there is pissed off at member B because he's pulling balls out of the pond. It's like, who gives a shit? The guy pays your salary. He wants to pull balls There's out of the pot. There's never a scenario in my shop where Timmy is mad at Donald, he's mad at Jeff, he's mad at There's Greg. no, there's, there's never one. I apologize to all the Timmy's out there, man, but Timmy is the go-to, yeah. he's the go-to name. I'm, I'm sorry for Timmy, but it's just like, hey, Timmy. <laughs> hey, Timmy. Timmy, stop fucking up the goddamn greens. You know, just, I'm sorry. It's just like, just, sorry just, for all the Timmy's out there, you know? Yeah. But, it, you know, there's there's just so much. You guys know. Yeah. It's yep, not sure. just about growing grass. You got to deal with all that. And you got to go and you got to deal with the pro Maybe. shop people and the pro. How's that, how's that out at your club? How's the communication with those guys? Yeah, I always say that I don't understand in this business. It's just weird how it's worked out is – those guys, you picture a high school or a grade school lunchroom, and it was us on that side and them over there. And then as we grow up and we become adults, we now have to run a business together. It's the, I don't know another business that has two people that seem to grow up. It's extremely frustrating. You know, it's just you, the better at communication you are as a facility, the more smoother the things are going to run. 
everybody needs to be on the same page, you know, from the top to the down. you got to know what's going on. You know, if there's a tournament on a Tuesday, we'd like to know a week before, you know, if we have – I'd like to not to get the, the season outings in July for June. So uh, it's, it's frustrating, man. You know, you got to have great communication between the pro, your superintendent, and your assistants. You just got to have it. And if you don't have it, it's just really frustrating. You know, and you see it, you see it on a daily basis with a breakdown. Um, All right, I'm going to ask you one last thing because I know this is going to take five minutes or so, and that's how long you got. I got to work tomorrow morning at 4.30 a.m. Andy's got to deal uh, his daughter this tomorrow. You probably could use a rest. Dan, he's got those two little fucking bambinos he's got to get up with tomorrow. So I'm going to ask you one thing. Why don't you leave us with a positive note on what in the world's going on with the world today? And I want it in under five minutes. Here we go, Dave. It's your stage. What do you got? Fucked up, dude. Dude, the world's fucked up, man. It's really fucked up. I didn't mean this to happen. What good is my voice going to do? Dude, nothing's going to fucking change. Do you understand? The hate, the racism is so ingrained in our society. Protests are not going to change a fucking thing. Guy died yesterday in Atlanta for nothing. I feel sorry for parents who have kids. Who have to explain to them on a daily basis what's going on. I couldn't imagine that stress. My brother's got three kids. I got three nephews that have to live with this. Our country is so unbelievably divided. It is sickening. It's really unfortunate. We're supposed to be the best country in the world, and we're the fucking shittiest. That's wild. Supposed to keep make America great. Have you ever been great, dude? We had fucking slaves in this goddamn country. We brought people from another country over here. Hey, I'm gonna work. Uh, hey. Yeah. I don't mean to go this, but I'm it's not. Okay, dude. I know. Okay. I, just, sorry, I didn't mean to ask you that. I meant to give us a little, hey, let's wake up tomorrow morning with a smile on our faces and do whatever we can do. Uh, I'm uh, not here to change the world. We can maybe get into that argument off of this show. Uh, but I'm going to say thanks, man, for having, for coming on and being our first guest. You're number one on, uh, on the list, and you get to remember that. And we'll, uh, at some time, we're going to have to catch back up with you. We've got to get you back. We got time when we're going through the fucking stupid overseed. Right, I'm man. sorry, went on that turn, man. I apologize for that, but uh, <laughs> hey, it's man. all right. I promise all you right. that part won't be in the show. I it's promise right. you that. So you'll be safe. Listen, on that. it's 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 okay if it is because um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to put it on there. Is yeah. what I mean. All right, all right, cool, man. You two I, boys. I just, Take care. I, just, I will chat with you guys. And uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. Let's. Uh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate goodbye. it. Goodbye. Thanks, thanks right, Dave. Cool, man. Thanks. thanks Dave. Have a good one. Andy, Matthew, Danielson, had a great time. Thanks, Later, man. Man. It was awesome, man.
Plus to have you. Later. Be safe.